prepared. <coughs> I don't get that everywhere. A lot of places I go, they want to close the door. <laughs> Acts chapter number 4 tonight. Just a little thought the Lord laid on my heart. Let me say again tonight, when you have your prayer time, earnestly pray for America. Amen. Be sure to lift our leaders up in prayer, that God reveal unto them the things that he wants done, and they'll have sense enough to try to get it done. Amen. Acts chapter number 4, let me start reading in verse number 11. The Bible said, This is the stone which was set at naught of your builders, which is become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Are you with me? Say amen. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned. That stood out to me today for some reason. And ignorant men. Ain't that what they're talking about us right now? Amen. They marveled. And they took knowledge of them. That they had been with Jesus. Brother Terry do the honors. Yes Lord. God, hear the cries. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, we pray for our nation. God, hear the cries. Yes, Lord. God, hear the cries. <clears throat> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen, amen. You may be seated. I thought about tonight that so many of our folks are so dependent on different things. When I say folks, I'm talking about America. We got some that I know, and I'm one of them, that I have to depend on certain drugs to help me function. During the day, I've got blood pressure medicine that I take. I got blood thinner medicine that I take. So I am dependent on some things in this world also. Well, I'm pretty dependent on, I have to eat pretty regular. Amen. You know, I'm just talking tonight on being dependent on some things. But if you look there in that verse, we see that without him, 
what would you depend on? Without Jesus, without the hope of eternal life through him, because there's no other name. There's no other name given that we could be saved by. We're Gentile dogs as much as we want to admit it. I'm sure everybody's glad that you're a dog. Most of us didn't know that. I know some of you pedigree dogs. I understand that. But I'm a muttweiler. Yeah, Heinz Variety 57. I know one time we had a discussion on who to marry. I said, well, I don't know who I would marry. And they said, what do you mean? I said, well, part of my ancestors are Dutch and part of them German and part of them's Irish. And then you throw in the Indians. I said, so who would I marry, red, white, or blue? And they looked at me like I had two heads. But people want to categorize different things, and, and, and they want to get dependent on this or dependent on that. Amen. I mean, the Baptists got it in their head. They're the only one going to heaven. Somebody say amen right there. I'm sure there's others that's going to heaven. Besides me and my four. Amen. I'm dependent on this name Jesus. This man that was born in a manger. I'm dependent on him. He is the only one. The only hope that I have is him. His life was given that I could depend on him. Everything he done was to prove to me that I could really depend on him. And I'm glad for that, this, to be honest with you. Look at Matthew chapter number 1, verse number 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from sin. Are you with me? From their sin. Not just from sin. The book said from their sin. That could put it down there pretty personal, didn't it? Do you realize that you are a sinner and you need this name Jesus to forgive you of the sins? Hey, he is our hope. I'm dependent on that. Oh, yeah, I'm dependent on that. I ain't dependent on when I get to heaven and I knock on the gate and say, Hey, the free will Baptists are here. I don't think that's going to gain me entrance. They might say, depart, I never knew none of them. Hello? Think about what I'm saying. I'm dependent on that name, Jesus. I'm glad that there was a child born. Amen. (laughs) Shall bring forth a son, thou shalt call his name Jesus. Did you notice how that's written? That's capital. Amen. Every letter is capital. Amen. There's a lot to his name. There's power in his name. Amen. There's hope in his name. There's strength in his name. There's joy in his name. Now get excited right there one time. There's peace in that name. Thank God for that. Amen. Look at Matthew while we're there in chapter number 14. Don't let me lose you tonight. Verse number 30. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. 
And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and called him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Are you with me? Say amen. Peter walking on the water. Are you with me? Till he took his eyes off the Lord. Then he needed a real Savior, didn't he? In more ways than one. Aren't you glad that that name Jesus tonight is a Savior? He came to seek and to save that which was lost. And he asked Peter. Now, I want you to see this picture. They're close enough that he could grab him. So why did he doubt? Because he got to looking at the surroundings. And he said to himself, I can see it, I know it. In his heart he had to say, this is impossible. Are you with me? This is impossible. (laughs) That this could be saved. Amen. But he was there to stretch forth his hand to save me. I'm glad for that name Jesus tonight. Hey, I'm glad he didn't look down and say, wait a minute, let me check your ID. Oh, you're a free will Baptist. Go on down, go on down, go on down. Right? He didn't care because he come to seek and to save all. A-L-L. But he said to Peter, Peter, you were that close to me. Why did you doubt? So, uh, Christian, let me say something to us tonight. It'll help every one of us. We're all going to have times of doubt. Amen. Amen. But his hand can still reach you and keep you safe even when it seems impossible. Hey, you're looking at impossible. Totally. They, They told my wife there's no possible way he'll live. They told my mother in 1969 there's no possible way he'll live. He'll bleed out. I'm still here. Amen. 50 years later, I'm still here. Amen. Why? Because Jesus was there with his hand outreached and he saved me. Listen, he saved my life and then he saved my soul. (laughs) That ought to make you shout. Amen. I'm talking about Jesus tonight. I'm really dependent on him. I can't walk on water because I'd have a lot of doubt. Amen. You ain't got it. You barely can keep the boat afloat, much less walk on water. Hello, he stepped out of the boat, and it was barely afloat because there was a storm. Now think about it. How close are you to Jesus tonight? Where's your hope? Where's your Savior? Now that I'm 65, I hear a lot about AARP. <laughs> I do. I mean, it seems like every other commercial saying, hey, you old man, this is for you. Yeah. You know, they can't save me. They can give me roadside assistance, but they can't save me. <laughs> Ain't that something? They can give me better health insurance, maybe, but they can't save me. Amen. They can even give me a discount. 
but they can't save me. Wait a minute, you're in the old crowd. Surely they can save you. No, they can't. They don't have the power. They don't have the privilege. Whoa, I'm getting excited thinking about that one. Amen. I'm glad I turned my AARP in for J-E-S-U-S. Amen, preacher. Thank God for Jesus tonight. Thank God for his arm of love and mercy. Listen, if he had looked at what... Stay with me. I'm helping you tonight. You don't think I am, but I really am. He knew Peter's future, and he helped him anyway. Woo, that'll make you shout. He knew your future, and he helped you anyway. He saved you anyway. He loved you anyway, and he still does. Thank God for that. Because if he'd looked at my past, he'd said, uh-uh. And if he'd looked very deep in the future, he'd said, uh-uh. He's going to deny me. He's going to deny me. He's going to curse even being associated with me. Woo! Boy, I'd help a Baptist. Amen. There's times we have low spells, weak spells. Cold, indifferent on God. Boy, I'm glad he didn't turn his back on me. <laughs> Woo! I'm glad he's always reaching out with nail-scarred hands. Ooh, man, that ought to make you shout all over. I mean, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet ought to be tingling. Why? Because Jesus saves. He saves. Now, I'll tell you this. He knew who he was saving. He knew what he was saving. And he knew what he was, what he was going to be, and then what he should be. Peter, you're going to deny me. Oh, not me, Lord. How many got the post I sent? You go to jail, you won't even go to church. Yeah, a lot of them. Oh, I'll go to jail. No, you won't. You won't even go to church for him. Amen. I mean, it all sounds good when you're up in the fight, yeah. I'll die, boy. That's what Peter said, wasn't it? I'll die for you, Lord. You know that. No, you're going to deny me three times before the cock crows. Not me, Lord. No, no. Everybody else, not me. Guess what? He was the next one. He was the very next one. And when that cock crowed the third time, his eyes met Jesus. Can you imagine the Holy Ghost conviction? Don't you know it run through his mind when the Lord's hand was stretched out and him on that water and sinking? Ooh, I hope that gets down deep in your heart tonight. Yes, I do. Matthew 28. Matthew 28 in verse number 18. You know, I'm glad that God saves old sinners. Matthew 28, verse 18, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Are you with me? Boy, ain't you glad he's got the power. (laughs) 
Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. I'm glad he has that kind of power. Heaven and earth, he said. I don't know about you. There's some powerful things on earth. I can only imagine what kind of power is in heaven. Amen. Amen. I mean, have you ever thought about it? There ain't never no storm there. Ain't never no hunger there. Hey, I'd take some kind of power. Amen. Ain't never no darkness. What keeps the light on up there? What keeps them fed? That takes some kind of power. Oh, let me give you some dimensions. 1,500 mile cubic. How many people can you get in there? I don't know. But I can tell you this. Everybody wants in and can get in. Because he's seeking to save that which was lost. Are you with me? Ain't nobody missed the boat that didn't intend to miss the boat. Now think about that. Everybody's had a knock. Everybody has been visited by the Holy Ghost and said, let me in. Let me come in. See, the doorknob's on your side. This name Jesus come, knocked on the door, and you said, who is it? He said, it's Jesus. What do you want? I come to seek and to save that which was lost, and you have to open the door. He ain't knocking it down. He ain't kicking it in. He may not even knock the second time. He don't have to. Thank God he did. (laughs) Thank God he did knock again. Thank God he did knock again. Let me say that one more time. Thank God he did knock again. I'd have been in hell tonight if he hadn't knocked again. I'm glad he loved me that much. He said, ah, he's a little hard-headed. Let me knock again. Yeah, he's a little stubborn. Better knock again. Yeah, he's acting like he ain't in there, but I know he is. Hello. Hello. He knocked on your door the same way. He's got the power. (laughs) He's got, listen, when he knocks on your door, that's hope a-knocking. That's help a-knocking. That's power a-knocking. <laughs> hey, you say, I'll never forget what the old man said up here. He said, I'm 93 year old, and I don't know if I can live it or not. He's bad fast. I said, Dad, how hard could it be to live for Jesus? And you bed fast. See, what he was thinking of was his younger days and the flesh and the trouble he had had with the flesh. And he had heard Jesus knock, but he hadn't ever opened that door because he's afraid he couldn't live it. I said, Dad, I can't live it. You can't live it. But Jesus in us can live it. We'll just open the door and let him in. He'll clean house. He opened his heart's door. Me and Brother Carl Rowland led him to the Lord. And then he said, boys, open that top chester door. Get that pint of liquor out of there and pour it out. What are you saying? That's evidence of what just happened. He said, I don't need that temptation that close to me no more. Amen. Amen. He couldn't even get up to get to it. 
But somebody coming in, he could say, get that out of that drawer. Let me have a little snort. And he didn't want that temptation. So we knew Jesus moved in because he gave him the power to overcome that alcohol right then. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad that he has the power? He wants to come in. He's knocking on your door. He wants you to be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. He wants you. Listen, you ain't realized this totally yet. He wants you healthy, wealthy, and wise. That's what he wishes for you, that you'd prosper and be in good health. Amen. And he said those that are wise win souls. Hello, come on with me now. Don't let me lose you. Look in the book of Mark, chapter number 2. You know I'm glad God gave me an instruction book. I couldn't live without it. Amen, I tried it for 32 years and I made a mess out of it. Chapter 2, verse number 10. But that you may know that the Son of Man hath power, are you with me, on earth to forgive sins. He said to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. What does the next verse say? And immediately, immediately. <laughs> well, we know that wasn't a Baptist meeting or they'd have had to vote on it. Now, Jesus said, let's take up your bed, rise, and go thy way. And immediately, he done what? He arose, took up the bed, and went forth before them all. <laughs> Boy, I like that. Insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. And <laughs> tore the roof off, get him in there. Let the bed down. <laughs> this will make you shout. The Lord healed him. Here he's leaving with his bed tucked under his arm. Can't you imagine what everybody he passed? What was he doing carrying that bed? Ain't that that man that was bed fast? What a testimony. You know, Jesus will give you a testimony. (laughs) They might have to carry you in, but you'll walk out. Amen. Amen. Don't tell me you went to church on your own free will. Somebody had to poke and prod you. Most of us was forced and carried. We had a drug problem. Somebody drug us to church. Amen. Somebody drug us to revivals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody drug us to Bible school. All you went for was the Kool-Aid and the cookie anyway, but you still had to be drugged, right? Here they let him down. He's carrying his bed out, and all were made. Boy, we ain't never seen it like this. What would happen Stay with me just five minutes, please. Let me do this. What would happen one Sunday here if we heard somebody tearing a hole in the roof? First of all, they wouldn't have to because his pews ain't full. There's plenty of room. Come on down, Charity Mission, Free Will Baptist Church. You can find a pew uh, at least 50 foot from anybody else if you want one. At least. I mean, if you want a social distance, we can get you to the 60 or 65-foot mark. Yeah, you won't be bothered. Yeah. 
So, but what if we had a full service and we heard somebody tearing the roof off? Here comes the Baptist. Well, what do they think they're doing? That's stupid. That's Baptist. You know what that is? That's people that's lost. You got to hunger so much that you're willing to work to get them into the church. You ain't got to tear the roof off. Just open the door. Amen. You ain't got to beg at the door and say, is there room for me in the house of God? I don't know nobody's turning them away. Amen. Plenty of room at the house of God. Amen. But this one time, it was full. They tore the roof back, let him down in there. Jesus healed him and gave him a testimony, and he walked out the door carrying his problem. <laughs> As a testimony to the world, this ain't no hindrance to me no more. Amen. Woo, boy, I like that right there now. Amen. I got a lot of things that used to hinder me, Amen. used to keep me bound, keep me in trouble. <laughs> boy, I'm glad I can walk by them now. Woo, that ought to make you shout and holler for glory. Why? Because you are an overcomer by that name, Jesus. He'll give you strength you didn't know you had. Oh, glory to God. He'll give you a, a want to and a desire. Amen. Glory be to God. He'll put something in you that Ajax can't remove. Thank God tonight. Just at that name, Jesus. What a Savior. What a hope. Woo, what a strength. You ever just go to repeating the name Jesus? Listen, if you're ever in a valley so low you can't see daylight, just go to whispering the name Jesus. Don't say nothing else. Just keep whispering the name Jesus. You won't whisper it long. You'll be a shouting. You'll be a crying. you probably sing a little bit of snot and you'll probably run somewhere. You'll be plum peculiar. Your hair will be messed up. Your mascara will be tore all to pieces. Yeah, just at that name, Jesus, right in the middle of the storm that walked out, wretched out, and saved you. Man, what a name. What a Savior. Woo! Boy, I'm dependent on him. The more I preach this, the more I know I'm dependent on him. He is my joy. He is my strength. He is my hope. He's a power. Thank God for all of that. Where'd that come from? Mark chapter number four. I'm trying to hurry, but I got to give it all to you. Mark chapter number four, verse number 10. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the 12 asked of him the parable. <laughs> Let me help everybody tonight. Somebody's listening on the internet tonight needs this especially. You don't have to understand everything. Just take it by faith. Amen. Amen. Just take it by faith. Hey, I've been preaching this book a long time, and I don't know everything in this book. No, if God don't reveal it to me, I don't know it. There's a lot that I've read, and I go back and reread it, and boy, there's another nugget. Go back and preach it another again and go back six months later. There's another nugget in that same scripture. 
It's alive. It changes for you day by day. If you don't fully understand it, he gave them a parable and then they're questioning him. Well, what does this mean? What does this mean? Well, every parable Jesus ever gave was something that was appropriate for that day. They knew what he was talking about. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. They knew what that valley was. How many in here really know what that valley is? That valley is a narrow, narrow canyon, you might say. We'd say a canyon. And mountain lions were bad to hang up over it. And when they went through there with their flock, that was the valley of the shadow of death. Death was hanging over them a lot of places through that valley. The valley of the shadow of death. Said, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. What is he saying? Hey, my God's watching over me. My strength, my hope. Are you with me? And here they are asking, what do you mean, Lord? And the Lord said, I just made it as plain as I could make it to you. He's rebuking them. Don't you understand? Let me say this to everybody. No, we don't fully understand. We just look through a glass darkling right now. We really do. But I do know this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to save Dennis Hensley. Amen. Amen. He gave Jesus to save me. Amen. Hey, make it personal if you want to. I believe if I was the only one lost, he'd have come for me. Got any scripture for that? Yes, sir, I sure do. He left the 90 and 9 and went searching for the one. Went searching for that one. Ain't that scripture saying he'd come after me? I sure believe it is. I like the 23rd Psalm where it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod, thy staff, they comfort me. Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. And the last part of that says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I have always believed God put two angels to follow you, goodness and mercy, shall follow me all the days of my life. I preached at Dr. Allen's funeral, and a school teacher, believe it or not, older lady had retired many years. She come to me, she said, I've been in church most of my life. I'd never heard it preached that way. But you know, God has left so many angels around us watch over us and keep us safe how many times has God put an angel between you and death a lot exactly says a lot a lot more than we even know you say boy if I hadn't had a flat I'd have been in that wreck that was God's angel flattened your tire boy if I'd have been just a few minutes earlier I'd have been in that mess that was God delaying you you was fussing the whole time he was delaying you. Yeah, and the whole time he was trying to keep you out of that mess. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm glad when I get to heaven that goodness and mercy can say, it's been tough, but we got him here. (laughs) It's been awful tough. 
Do you know what he has put us through? <laughs> I don't know if they're going to get a reward, but if they do, it'll take them a long time to spend it. Because <laughs> they went through a mess with me over the years. How many times they saved me from death, I don't know. But I can sure name you a lot of them. Amen. <laughs> John chapter number 15. Couple more scriptures and we'll be done for tonight. But you know this name Jesus sure should give you some hope tonight. Amen. And realize how dependent we are on Jesus. Amen. <laughs> I was thinking today, if it wasn't for Jesus, God Himself, putting everything together, we couldn't even eat. Amen. We kill bees that pollinate our food. Amen. You need them bees. Amen. I need that honey. Leave the bees alone. Right? But we need them to pollinate. That's a cycle that God put in there. And I'm just giving that because everybody knows it. But how many other cycles? It has to grow. It has to germinate. It has to be pollinated. It has to be fertilized. Then the seed falls back to the ground, grows again, right? So not only do you get your food, but you get your next year's seed. Now think about that. Think about that. The old timers know what I'm talking about because all the old timers kept seed. They kept the best of the crop for seed for next year. Amen. Now we'll go out and pay $10 a pound for it because we're too lazy to pick it up and put it in the jar. Amen, preacher. What does that say? This crowd's getting lazier. Yeah. We're entitled now. I ain't getting off on that. <laughs> John 15, verse 5. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Our dependence is certainly on him, isn't it? Mm. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. Mm. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, Ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. You know, you have the right to ask, but you have a responsibility to do before you ask. Oh, it got quiet right there, didn't it? Yes, we're dependent on the Lord. Yes, we're dependent on His mercy and His grace and His strength and His loving kindness. But he also has conditions. You can't go out here and get saved, stay with me, and live like hell and expect God to help you. Oh, I got saved. I'm not sure you did, friend, if you're living like hell. I'd go back and check again because when I got saved, I didn't have no desire to live like hell. I didn't have no desire for them things I used to crave. And was so crazy over. Well, you're just a fanatic. No, I'm just saved. You're probably just lost. 
You just got waxed. You didn't get saved. They saved you and sent you out the door because there ain't no change in you. I'm talking about I'm dependent on Jesus. And he said, the word abide in you. You know what the word is? Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not covet. Are you with me? Now you think about, oh, that's all they are? No, 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 friend. There's a lot more commandments in there than just them ten. You know, you owe tithes to God. I want to give you one you probably hadn't thought of. You owe your talent to God. You owe your praise. Amen. When's the last time you really praised the Lord? Amen. Now think about this. He saved you, say, six months ago. And you ain't praised him in six months. But boy, there's a lot of interest due. There's a lot of interest due. Well, I'm dependent on the Lord. Well, I am too, but his word said, it must be hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. So you need to get in this word. Let me help everybody. You don't have to understand everything you're reading. That's a trick of the devil. Just read it. God will reveal it when you need it. Even if he has to bring it through an old dinosaur like Terry. And Dennis, he's older than me, so I had to put him first, right? Respect my elders. But God will reveal it to you when you need it. You just put it in the storehouse. And if it's in there, (laughs) you can go get it. Amen. But there had to be a season where you worked and put it in there. How many in here still can some? Everybody needs to can. Yeah. I, 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 let me help everybody. I've done this as a young man, and it'll help everybody in here. If you don't have no room for a garden at all, get you a wash tub. Get you an old tire and put on top of that wash tub and fill that thing full of good soil. See, that tire creates heat, which helps it to grow. And just plant you a couple of stalks of corn in the back. Put you a tomato. Put you a couple of beans and let the beans run the corn. Put you a tomato in there and then hang you a squash on one side and cucumber on the other. Right there in that one little pot. And tend it. And when it comes in, put it in a jar. Then you'll know what your food's worth. That's what he's saying about this word. It's here, but we got to put it in here so we can draw it out when we need it. Hey, it's easy to go down here at Rural King and buy peaches. I do. But you buy a bushel, cut them and can them. Then next year, plant you a tree, spray it, prune it. Pick them, cut it, can it. You'll run to rule king. Amen. You'll say, boy, it's worth it. Why? There's a lot of work. 
and putting it in there. There's a lot of work putting the word in here. Amen. Amen. But it'll be in there when you need it. Amen. The trouble of it is we're not really depending on it. Let me see if I can close this thing. Too many Christians only hear what the preacher reads. Too many Christians only pray when they're at church. Too many Christians never seek the face of God earnestly till one of their families sick, hurt bad. Then they really weep and cry before God. What about you tonight, friend? How dependent are you on Christ? One more scripture in the book of Acts, right where we started. Are you with me? How many knows where we started? Chapter 4, and let us read verse number 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus, I'm dependent on I'm depending on this book, the old King James Bible. And let me say that again, the old King James Bible. I've been seeing a lot of other scriptures on Facebook. It don't have the power this book has. This book has been tried and tested for 400 years. Why would you change it? Why would you change it? I'm asking you tonight, what are you depending on? If you're depending on the U.S. government, friend, you are in a mess. If you're depending on your name, you're in a mess. If you're depending on your affiliation with the Free Will Baptist, you're in a mess. You better be affiliated with the name Jesus. If you're not affiliated with the name Jesus, friend, you probably ain't going to make it to heaven. Because that's the name, that's the word, that's the son, that's the only begotten. That's the only one I can depend on. I like the King James Bible, but I like Jesus in it better than I do King James. I'm promoting Jesus from the King James Bible. I know a lot of people just promote King James. No, I'm promoting Jesus out of the King James Bible. Let us stand. What are you depending on tonight? Maybe you're depending on your bank account. I hope not. You can spend that in 30 minutes. Wouldn't take that long for my $200. Are you listening tonight? You know, there's a lot of church folk, I'm sad to say, that's depending on their name being on the roll at the church house. And it's never made it to the roll in heaven. Every head bowed, every eye closed. As the brother's playing something, whatever the Lord's put on his heart. There's an altar up here to help you tonight. You can depend on it. The Lord said he didn't know why cast you out. If you've got a burden, I want you to bring it tonight. 
Bring it to this altar and lay it before the Lord and say, Lord, I'm depending on you tonight. If you got something that's troubling you tonight, I want you to bring it to the Lord and say, Lord, something's troubling me tonight and I'm going to depend on your word. You said if I'd come, you'd know why I've cast me out, so I'm coming to pray. I'm coming to ask you, Lord, to help me. Help me more to depend on you. Help me depend on the word of God. Let me hide that word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Let me depend on my name written in the Lamb's book of life to open the doors of heaven that you'll hear my cry tonight. Would you come? Many are making their way and crying out in an altar to a God that knows them and hears them tonight. Boy, I'm dependent on him. I need that forgiveness. I need that power. I need that hope. I need that assurance. Lord, help me to trust you more than I ever have. Help me, God, I pray right now in Jesus' name that, Father, that you'd hear me tonight. Oh, God, for my people here tonight, Father, touch us, Lord. Touch every one of us, Father. I pray, God, that you do that that needs to be done right here. God, help us. Help us, Jesus. We're dependent on you tonight. Some may be sinking in the, in the sea right now, Father. Stretch out your hand to them. I know you're reaching for them right now, Father. Lord, give them that hope. Give them that peace. Give them that joy. Lord, give them that forgiveness and help them to forgive themselves. Lord, we're all guilty. We've all sinned and come short of the glory. So, Father, we accept, Lord, your word. You said you would forgive us, and you'd throw it in the sea of forgiveness, never to be remembered no more. Thank you, Father. I can depend on your word. I can depend on you. I can depend, God, that your word will lead me, guide me, and direct me and strengthen me along the way. Again, Lord, let me say thank you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for caring. Blessed be the name of the Lord now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen.